This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Yeah, and speaking of not sharp, I, I'm surprised at this point we haven't had some of our outfielders just completely mow each other over yet. We've had too many of these close car calls. And this goes even a little bit going back into last year, too. No, you're right. There's been, uh, you know, Hanniger and Julio, JK and Julio. And, I mean, it's... It makes sense. You know, the center fielder is going to be involved in either side of the ball. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned things that are still going on in uh, two games in this series against Detroit. Uh, the first one, when there was hit one in the right center, Julio and Teo were converging on, converging on it. And uh, it looked like Teo lifted his eyes a little bit because he could sense Julio was coming and kind of hesitated and had some alligator arms and didn't extend for it. And then in the third game today, they actually made the catch, but they did run into each other. And it's, it, it's so, it, it just makes no sense. It's happened at least, uh, you know, over, a, I, I mean, I can count on at least two hands how many times yeah. it feels like it happened. And it, I mean, do these guys practice or talk about it? It's just, it, it's, it's maddening. It is. And all of them speak the same languages out there, whether it's English or it's Spanish. And there's, I don't understand the communication that's going on out in the outfield at times. We've seen the sloppy base running uh, over and over and over again. Um, this team isn't prepared and it sucks. And so when you sit there and, uh, you read stuff where people are going after the coaches and going after the organization and stuff like that. I mean, it's hard to argue that at times. I do feel like it's over-exaggerated, and you know, the individual's got to go out there and do it. But when it just keeps happening again and again and again, where's the message? Well, it's kind of tough when you have a bench you know, the, like we do. So there's really no fear. You know, you don't have there's nobody on this team that's on our bench that is close to taking anybody's job on the field. There's no competition. There's no competition. On your bench, you have Dylan Moore, you have Caballero, uh, you have a Wong when Caballero's in the game, you have AJ Pollock, and let's uh, we also Tom have Murphy. Uh, Tom Murphy. Your backup catcher, yeah. Are any is Cal Raleigh scared he's taking this job? No. Um, I think the biggest competition you have is for second base, and that's a competition of futility. Uh, no disrespect to what Caballero does, but 
he's supposed to be a role player right now in the stage in his career of where he's from. He comes in, he irritates, you know, the pitchers. Uh, he gets on the bases, he runs it smart, but that's what somebody coming off the bench is supposed to do. Um, I don't know why you have a roster that has Wong, Caballero, and Dylan Moore. Somebody could argue me and go, well, Dylan Moore plays uh, multiple positions, for, but that hasn't been a problem. Like, if we need another outfielder, we got Pollock. Um, uh, I mean, for me, you look at those three, none of them are a threat. Like, I think between those three people, they have three home runs. Uh, I don't know how many hits they have. I want, I would like to say less than 30 altogether. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but <laughs> not by much. I mean, it, it's just, it starts with that. I mean, like, I hate to use the a football thing because it's apples and oranges, but look at the way, you know, uh, go look at how, like, a football team does it where there's constant competition. You know, like Pete Carroll, we mention him sometimes on here because of the coaching and the, uh, you know, way to influence people to get things out of them. It's like a, you're, they're constant. Maybe it's a little – I know it doesn't make sense because we're talking about football, but, like, Nobody out there is fearing for their job when they make mistakes. There's no competition. I don't know. Just something to think about when you, when you have a bench like that, that's like, and you can make a, an error or you can go Oh, for 16, you know? And then it's just kind of like, Oh, just sit down for a day. You know, the only person that's lost their job is Colton Wong. And it, lately we've seen him out there because they want to get him going because they know that the, person that took his job isn't really ready to play every single day and maybe yeah. never will be yeah i mean it comes back to early on in the offseason with roster construction sure dylan moore was hurt caviero was in the minors you had guys up like cole hummel or cooper hummel excuse me um you know and they didn't produce and um Colton Wong, who you made uh, a trade for to get rid of a guy, and Jesse Winker hasn't been what you expected. And then um, Dylan Moore comes back. Uh, at one point, you had Haggerty up. He gets sent down from not doing good. But my point is with Caballero, Wong, and Dylan Moore, they're almost like the same player. They are the same player. You know, they can play some infield. Moore can play some outfield. They Their bats aren't at all consistent but they can steal your base in the late innings but you only need really one of those guys on a really good you know playoff championship caliber team and uh right now the mariners have three of them in their you know one starting and two on the bench and uh it's it's you know we always talk about how the bench is so just not a spot where you feel that you can call on somebody to get that big hit. Yeah, Mike Ford did in that first game, and that was awesome to see. Um, he's probably the one guy that doesn't start that can, you know, you can call upon that can put the fear in somebody and possibly hit one out. And again, you're saying Mike Ford's our guy, right? You know that that's our biggest, biggest, scariest guy off the bench. And this isn't a disrespect to him because he's he's done it. He hit nine home runs in 31 games. I mean, it's kind of 
scary to go, where would the Mariners be at without his bat? The way they constructed this in the offseason. And these, these are the guys up here right now that, again, like, this wasn't the A plan either. I understand that. That was with Cooper Hummel. Uh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, Tommy LaStella. I, mean, I forgot about him. Thank God. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, you brought him up. Yeah, what yeah, a disaster and, he was. And again, what it is is Jerry Depoto, Justin Hollander, the Mariners from top to bottom to, to Scott Service to Howard Link to everybody. It's like they put so much of their bankroll in nobody regressing. And Jerry DePoto says, no, we, we we expect regression. And it's like, well, the moves you made sure in the hell don't say that to me. And the other thing I'd like to add to that is they counted on their young players taking that next step forward. Um, sure. You know, Jer uh, Jared Kelnick playing his first full season in the big leagues. I'm sure he had some cup of coffees here and there. Julio playing in his second full season. And really Cal playing in his first full season as well. Um, and those guys, Julio's, you know, done Julio things, but he hasn't, you know, gotten to the point where most fans and I would assume the front office thought he would be at. I think Jared Kelnick showed some glimpses and they were really happy with. He's regressed a little bit, but he's kind of right where he should be. Plays, you know, plays great defense along with Julio. Both runs the base as well. I and mean, hustles. As far, it, yeah, they hustle exactly. And when I mean they run bases as well, I mean they can steal your bag. And then Cal, whose first job is really to control the pitching staff, um, but you felt, oh, we've finally got a great hitter as a catcher in our, our system. You know, he's, his swing hasn't been there this year. So that's just – it's just frustrating that they counted so much on, on you know, the young guys and, like you mentioned, the other guys that they uh, brought in. Yeah, and the whole not getting a DH, DH. Because all these guys are such good hitters that they're going to DH. Yeah, and rotate that has through. Not, that has not worked out. The most success we've had is by putting a real DH in there. You're exactly right, and they and in my opinion, they 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 fell on something there, or they found something there that they were definitely. That he was not in their plans, in my opinion. They no. got lucky with what he what he's contributed, and really happy for him. You know the story about him never making it past uh, the Fourth of July on a team, always being sent down. Hey, I'm happy that he's getting success and and getting a chance. Absolutely. But yeah, it's it was it's. It, the, the Mariner front office, I mean, what, what can you say? They've let down the fan base. They did. They they really made a mistake on a year that there were so many bats available. Not just the top guys. I mean, we could sit here and get mad about the, well, why can't we move JP over? Because there was a lot of shortstops. Okay, well, there's a lot of bidders out there. Okay, there's... There's a lot of people in that comp. That's 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 easier said than done to say that we could land those guys, but that second tier and that third tier, they really screwed up on that. They really really screwed up on that. And we can go back to old episodes from spring training where we we're pretty adamant of like, hey, I'd rather just take hitters, a hitter in general, just a hitter. 
are the guys that they want to rotate that they say, hey, they're going to play play in the DH position so we can get them out of the field. We're talking about young guys. I get it if we had a 28, 29, and 30 kind of group where you do have to give guys days off, but we don't. Julio, Jared, both young guys. Sure, Teoscar Hernandez, um, a little bit, a bit older. Suarez, a bit older. Ty always gets hurt, um, and, and it affects his game. But if a lot of these DHs that we were talking about that we could have had were in their 30s, some in their mid-30s. You don't think they're going to need days off? It would have all worked. Like, all the math would have worked. Um, you know, AJ Pollock was their the biggest answer to all of this. And he hasn't performed. He hasn't answered the call. Jared Kelnick, you know, has arrived. And even when he's regressing, was regressing and having tough times, it wasn't worth putting AJ Pollock in there because AJ Pollock can't do anything. Yeah. He had, he had a hit on Friday, big hit on Friday. Yes, he did have a what a great series back against the A's earlier on in the year but he's not getting constant at bats at the DH position he I guess he kind of did at the beginning of the year but there's just so many guys that I I hate sitting here always and going god what we should have done we didn't and now it's gonna be tough to get another bat and it's it's just one of these things that just Really sucks. And it's just like something like in a relationship. You just can't get over it. You know, it's just, it's one of those things. 